This is SB Nation Radio. Welcome to Bassmaster Radio, the show for fishermen by fishermen. Today's show is brought to you by the Bass Anglers Sportsman Society. Now, here's your host, lifetime BASS member, Tom Abraham. Today's edition of Bassmaster Radio is brought to you by Enigma Fishing. Cast, catch, repeat. And visit Anderson.com, South Carolina's bright spot and home to a beautiful Lake Hartwell. And by the Bass Angler Sportsman Society, home for the greatest professional fishermen in the world in the Super Bowl of bass fishing, the Bassmaster Classic. I am Tom Abraham, your guide for the next hour as we feature the Bassmaster Elite Series and those looking to get into that exclusive group through the BassPro.com Open Series and the up-and-comers on the Carhartt Bassmaster College Series presented by Bass Pro Shops and the tens of thousands of Bass Nation anglers around the country competing on the local level, all with a chance to advance to the big leagues of professional fishing. The Bass Nation operates youth, high school, and college programs, including a junior Bassmaster Championship, high school national championship, college national championship, in a college bracket event that leads to a Bassmaster Classic birth. The Bass Nation is at the grassroots of who we are. And for more information on how to become a member or to start a Bass Nation club, just visit Bassmaster.com and click on the Nation tab. Now, the best way to communicate with the show, to post your pictures or tell us your stories or just comment on the show, is to visit our Facebook fan page at Facebook.com forward slash B-A-S-S or on Twitter at Bassmaster. And use the hashtag Bass Radio. You can also listen to all the shows at Bassmaster.com forward slash radio, or just hit the home button at Bassmaster.com and click on Bassmaster Radio. Today is episode 100 for Bassmaster Radio, and really, you know, I think that's a thing. It's a thing that wouldn't have happened without the support of Bassmaster and our great sponsors, that's for sure. But when I reflected on what we might do to commemorate show 100, I went back to show one, which was right before the Conroe Classic in 2017. Now, that's only two years ago, but still 100 shows. And on that first show, we had the majority owner, Jerry McInnes. Well, it's not like much has happened in the industry since then, I say with tongue firmly in cheek. Well, for my money, it's been all good. From the Anderson family and Chase Anderson taking over the majority position in BASS to the revamped Elite Series that begins in just a couple of weeks. So we will go back to show one with Jerry McInnes and then finish show 100 with Jerry McInnes. And in the leadoff role, something a little different. NHRA funny car champ Matt Hagen, who, when not driving a car 330 miles an hour, loves to fish and recently shot a show with Jimmy Houston. So grab a cup of coffee and jump on board as we pull this one away from the dock. It's a 100 and counting edition of Bassmaster Radio on the Bassmaster. This is Bassmaster Radio. For tournament results, how-to articles and videos, or to become a member, visit Bassmaster.com. Now back to Tom Abraham. And welcome back to Bassmaster Radio on the Bassmaster Radio Network. And, of course, again, this is episode number 100. I thought we'd do something different. Of course, we're going to talk to Jerry McInnes coming up. He was on the very first episode. You're going to hear that. And then we're going to have Jerry on uh, live for this week's uh, show as well. So, so much has happened in the last two years since Bassmaster Radio was launched. Uh, but something a little bit different. Matt Hagen. Now, if you don't know the name Matt Hagen, I mean, this guy is a two-time world champion in the funny car, and the funny car goes 330 miles an hour, um, but he's a fisherman. He's from Salem, Virginia, lives in uh, uh, Christianburg, Virginia, and he is going to be on Jimmy Houston's show that is going to air um, coming up on, on Monday. So um, Jimmy reached out, and he said, this guy's pretty cool. You got to talk to this guy, and I love talking to guys that kind of cross over from other uh 
sports into the fishing world, and he joins us now. Matt, welcome to the show. How are you? Hey, guys. Thanks for having me on the show. That's awesome. Uh, and hey, congrats on the 100th show. That's that's pretty good, killer in itself. You know? Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure what that means. That would just make, make me old or, you know, what? I got some kind of stain or I'm, I'm fooling them. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm kind of I'm fooling these guys a little bit. I think that's what it is. But, it sounds uh, like people want to listen to you, man, if you got 100 shows going, so that's a good deal. Well, I appreciate you saying that. Now, uh, a lot of people watching you as well, running at uh, Mopar. You've got so many great sponsors, uh, but Mopar, your main sponsor, Pennzoil as well, that Dodge Charger Hellcat funny card. Uh, how do you get into that? How does a guy decide at some particular point in time, like you're growing up, and are you, are you just like a gearhead in high school, and you're out there running the Ford Pinto against the other guys, and then all of a sudden <laughs> you decide, I'm going to go 300 yeah. miles an hour? No, I, honestly, what kind of got me into it was a family uh, friend, and uh, he uh, he took me out to the races. I was 13 years old and didn't have a, a, a you know, obviously a race car or anything like that at the time, but uh, they had four-wheeler drags on Thursday nights, and uh, beginner's luck or what, I went to the final and won $130. I didn't win the race, but I won 130 bucks at, at uh, 13 years old, and I'm like, I can make money doing this? Like, I'm hooked, man. So the next thing I know, as soon as I you know, kind of got my learners and my license, I, my dad's a car dealer, and um, I started stealing the cars off his used car lot and bringing them back kind of racked out with no tires on and stuff. And next thing you know, uh, you know, basically he's like, whoa, 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 I got to sell these things. So um, helps me get a, uh, a race car and kind of just go from there, man. You know, I mean, just got met up with some some local local sponsors and they introduced me to some corporate guys. And next thing you know, uh, you're out here, you know, just putting putting stuff together and hustling hard and, uh, you know, I end up having my own team at a fuel funny car at 19 years old and a couple of semis going down the road and 10 guys. And, and uh, you're, you're going like, wow, this happened fast. But, you know, right place, right time and uh, around the right people and, and things kind of come together. But uh, it's been a been an awesome career, you know, to go 330 miles an hour. The fastest I've ever been is 338 miles an hour in 3.79 seconds. We pull a little bit over six and a half Gs and almost negative seven Gs when the parachute's hit. So I look really young for a while and then really old. But it's, um, <laughs> it's a new kind of way <laughs> to get a facelift, right, I guess. Yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, I'm 36 years old, and I'm thinking all these negative Gs. My wife keeps telling me, you know, hey, you're starting to get some crow's feet and wrinkles and stuff. I was like, oh, baby, it's just from the negative Gs, you know what I mean? But it's um, – at least I can pawn it off on that. But, you know, getting hooked up with Jimmy um, has been through Shell Rotella and Penzo and those those guys over there. And they've been a sponsor of mine for uh, the last couple of years, and they sponsor a lot of great athletes and a lot of great motorsports and, um, you know, guys doing big things, and, and they sponsor Jimmy. And, you know, that relationship there has been something that's been a dream of mine. I grew up watching this guy on my couch when I was, you know, super young, way before racing and everything else, and him out there catching monster fishing. And I'm buying every lure and every piece of tackle and everything else that he says, you know, to go out there and buy it. And, hell, I still can't catch this, you know. But we uh, we got together, and, uh, you know, he, he put me on some real fish, and it was just a, a, a big time, you know. Yeah, and, and, and this is a common theme, it seems like, for a lot of guys that are racers, whether they're drag racers like you are or NASCAR guys. I mean, you know, everybody knows Dale Earnhardt. I'm a big Earnhardt guy. In fact, I'm looking at two die-casts here in the studio, die-cast boats that are decked out in Dale Earnhardt colors and so on. And, and a, a lot of the guys, they'd go to Daytona, and they would fish in Lake Lloyd, you know, the lake in the middle of, of uh, the Daytona International Speedway. And it just seems like a lot of guys, maybe it's because they're guys from the south. You know, you're from uh, Virginia. You grew up and not only with the need for speed, but also with the outdoors, hunting and fishing, right? Yeah, for sure. I love it, you know, and it's, it's just something that's 
that I'm passing on to my kids. You know, I got four youngins, and um, you know, something that I hope that you know you keep carrying it on and generation to generation. And you know, between the hunting and fishing, we got a bunch of ponds and creeks and streams and 2,100 acres here, and it's just uh, you know, it's something that uh, hopefully that my kids can can pass on as well. But just just a love and a passion for it. You know, I mean, what what we do is so adrenaline driven, and it's so fast paced and sponsors and cameras and TVs and media and everything else and and fans and so we're very very fan accessible with our sport like every ticket is a pit pass so every fan gets to come up and ask questions and shake hands and and which is really cool but you know at the end of the day sometimes you just you know to get on a boat or a tractor or or get out here in the woods um, and turn everything off is just uh, is, is really important for me to kind of keep me sane so to speak we're I'm gone about 180 days out of the year close to 200 days out of the year and it's uh, between that and the farm and the family my outdoor store and everything else it, it gets to be quite a quite a bit use the 2011 and 2014 NHRA Funny Car World Champion, driver of the Shell Rotella Dodge Charger SRT Hellcat Funny Car, uh, Matt Hagen, and he's fishing with Jimmy Houston, taped the show with Jimmy Houston. Now, look, you've gone 180 miles an hour on the water as well in a drag boat. So you get in with Jimmy. You know, Jimmy's got that 250 running on that boat, and I think he's running a Ranger. You, you get out there, and, you know, he gets it up to maybe 60, 65 miles an hour. you got to feel like you got the trolling motor on. I mean, you're like you're barely moving. I tell you, you never know with Jimmy. I mean, uh, that guy, he's something else. I, I truly, it was a, a, a pleasure and a blessing to be on the boat with him all day and just to hear the stories. Some of them we can't even talk about, but some of them are just, just awesome and, uh, you know, just kind of getting to know the guy. He invited me into his home and, you know, his wife, they got this little pet deer out there, you know, and, and the deer comes in and they're feeding it a bottle and, and uh, you know, it's just it's one of those things where you're just like, wow, I'm in this guy's house and he, he welcomed me into his home and, um, you know, you're breaking bread with him and it's just, just, an, just an awesome experience. But then to get out there on the boat and cut up and just listen to the stories and all the stuff that he's done and just uh you know just the different things and now you know I'm I'm seeing him here at some of these gigs that we're doing you know we just went out to Texas and he did a show and um, we did a show as well and you know just kind of bouncing back and just having that camaraderie and, and that friendship now is, uh, is is just awesome and the guy is amazing first of all just of how well he fishes and what he's done but just his personality and his background and who he is and welcoming you into 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 his home you know what I mean it's not like he just took us out there and threw us on a boat you know what I mean so yeah. it was just overall uh, just an awesome experience you know by the way you'll be able to find this everywhere the world fishing network will have it on monday at uh, nine in the morning and then uh, wednesday again thursday pursuit channel which of course uh, recently did a deal to air more uh, coverage of the uh, bassmaster elite series that uh, will it'll debut there at nine o'clock uh, at night on tuesday night eastern time that would be so you'll be able to find it uh, other channels as well just look for the jimmy houston show and you'll find matt hagan on that show this uh, weekend what are your thoughts about i know you're busy doing your thing and you're getting ready to go out west and and start your season again but what are your thoughts about when you see these guys that compete um on the on the elite series the top professional fishermen that uh, do a lot of the same things you do they got to talk about their sponsors they their their boats are all decked out the way your cars are decked out there's so many different you know uh ties between professional uh racing and professional fishing i have so much respect for those guys just because i used to we used to have like a ranger dealer and you know I, i'd roll up in this brand new bass boat and everything looked shiny and pretty and you know and and everything was brand new but hell i didn't have a bag of fish so it didn't really matter how cool looking your boat was you know so what those guys do 
um, and just just how smart they are and how how they adapt to every situation and find the fish and get on the fish and and go out there and spend all day beating the beating the water down and and just just out there with a the TV crew and just understanding you know what what they have to do and have to go through on top of catching fish um, is just just amazing. I mean, you know, anybody that's kind of seen some of the behind the scenes stuff of what those guys do can't have nothing but respect for these guys. I mean, they earn their living and 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 their money every day that they're out there. You know, all, you know, all these guys come on, the pros all come on, and I always give them a minute to talk about their sponsors at the end. So tell me about Shell Rotella, Mopar, some of the other great sponsors that you've got. Well, yeah, you know, so honestly, it comes down to our fans. You know, like I will always thank our fans because without our fans, we don't have anything because those are the ones that go out and buy the products. They buy the Pinzel, they buy the Mopar parts, they buy the new cars, all that kind of stuff. You know, so we are sponsored by Mopar, Pinzel, and Sandvik, and those three companies keep us going. They spend millions of dollars with us, and every time we make a four-second run down the track, it costs $7,000 if it doesn't hurt anything. So you can imagine how expensive it gets. But um, anyway, yeah, thank, thank our sponsors for that, but I really wanted to thank our fans, you know, our fans are the ones, the guys that are listening to your shows that buy product and different things like that. Without people like yourself with your show and, and our fans and everything else, we, we can't do what we do. So it's not really just about the sponsors. It's about the folks that are supporting our sponsors. Follow them, and you nailed it, too. One minute on the dot. Uh, Matt Hagan underscore FC. You follow him on Twitter there. Matt, be safe uh, this season. Good luck this year. And uh, we can't wait to see you with uh, Jimmy Houston in the, on the show next week. Me either, man. I mean, I was even begging Jimmy every now and then. I was like, let me hold the big fish and take the picture you know what i mean so <laughs> no he's not giving up any big fish that's for sure no no that's for sure i uh, appreciate thank you guys i appreciate it all right thank you all right coming up next jerry mckinnis the first time from episode one and then jerry mckinnis live is all coming up right here on bassmaster radio on the bassmaster radio network this is bassmaster radio watch bassmaster live at bassmaster.com and on espn3 during every elite series event now back to tom abraham and welcome back bassmaster radio on the bassmaster radio network and now just a moment to reflect a little bit it is the 100th episode of uh, bassmaster radio as i said in the open and you know, I really hadn't thought of doing much for that and, and to commemorate that up until, well, actually it was last week or two weeks ago when Chris Mitchell uh, sent me a note and he said, by the way, by my count, you're at about 99 right now in shows and they're all posted there at Bassmaster.com. And so he said the next show, you know, is, is show 100. And, and so I got to thinking about it. And I said, you know what? That is a thing. Um, even though we do 52 shows a year. And, you know, it only took uh, just under two years to get here to 100. 100 means something. And it's been a great uh, run so far for Bassmaster Radio. And we, we have uh, we're, we're signed through 2020 with Bassmaster so that we know that we'll be doing this for at least another couple of years and hopefully many years after that. But, you know, I did a show called Southern Bass Radio for about 10 or 12 years that led up to the uh, launch of Bassmaster Radio. So it's not something that we just started doing, you know, a couple of years ago. But so many great things happened in these first couple of years, including, you know, Jordan Lee going back-to-back in the Bassmaster Classic. He'll try and make it a uh, a triple uh, this coming Classic in Knoxville. And uh, you look at all of the other great tournaments that we've had, the, the, the tremendous expansion of the coverage of Bassmaster Live and, and how that has taken off. Uh, a record crowds that came out to the classic in uh, Anderson and in Greenville uh, at Lake Hartwell last year. That was uh, spectacular. So there's been so many things that have happened along the way. And then this past fall happened and everything changed and it's got everybody re-energized. And uh, we're so looking forward to what's coming up on the elite series 
there to get started on the St. John's River uh, the first weekend of uh, February. So there's so much going on in the industry. It's so great. But I went back to episode one. And we started this whole thing out with Jerry McInnes. He was the majority owner at the time. We started it with Jerry. It was fantastic. I've got about seven or eight minutes of that that I want you to hear. And then Jerry McInnes is going to join us now. But this is what it sounded like, episode one. Jerry, welcome to the show. How are you? Oh, I'm just fine, and I'm uh, really proud to be with you today. I appreciate you coming on and, and joining us. And, and I have to tell you now, this is full disclosure for our listeners. Uh, some 30 years ago, um, when I was in my mid-20s, I opened up a tackle shop on uh, Canisius Lake in upstate New York in the Finger Lakes. And uh, I named it the Fish and Hole. Now, it was W-H-O-L-E for wholesale, because we wholesale and, and did retail as well. But I named it after your legendary show, The Fish and Hole. So I, I feel like I owe you royalties. I might owe you a couple of dollars here. We didn't make it, but you know, oh, I think yeah. I might owe you some. I'm, I'm going to get my crack lawyers. Uh, Mark Zone is my lawyer. Uh, <laughs> and I'll get him right on that. <laughs> well, he's a little busy. I think he just had a new baby, didn't he? I mean, that's what he was saying on live when I, when I heard he was no, talking. No, <laughs> that was not. I think, uh, but, you know, that confused the heck out of me, too. I think he, or I know, he was just... Uh, Messing around like he always does. I, I texted him immediately after he hung up, and I said, "Really, you're having another baby? I'm so gullible." I said, "You're having another baby?" And he's like, uh, "No, <laughs> okay." So, uh, but that's uh, that is Mark Zona, and that's you know, let's let's start there. I want to get to the classic, of course, that's coming up, but I want to start with live because you've been a producer of many, oh, many man. outdoor shows, and this is amazing. This is captivating. I feel like I'm in a boat. It completely wipes out my Friday, Saturday, Sunday mornings of a tournament. It, but uh, talk about uh, how live has come up and <laughs> well, how it's taken I'm, off. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm glad you give me a, a, a moment to talk about live because, uh, I'm, Tom, I have to tell you, there's people that say, oh, I'm going to do something to change the sport. It's going to be different after I do this. And so I hear, I've been hearing that for years and years. And, and yeah, some, some, you know, you little changes here and there and and uh and over time um it, it all adds up but this is the biggest one i've ever seen if if i do say so myself this this one is a game changer uh and and um uh, our crew our gang uh that kind of includes my son Mike yeah. who is the uh, producer of most all of our uh video stuff now uh and and Tommy Sanders uh, uh and and Zoda and our crew and and now Davey Height right uh, it, it's just it's just fantastic I'm just like you I like on weekends where I'm not at the event or I'm not at the studio, I'm home watching that. And, and it, and it kind of hacks me off because I need to be out cutting grass or working <laughs> or something. And, and you can't get away from the dang thing. Yeah. And I've, I made the statement the other day that I think that live fishing is better than live golf. And I really believe it because you watch that not knowing what's going to happen. I'm not much of a golfer and I don't, you know, I don't, I'm, I'm, I'm just using it as an example, but when I do watch a little live golf, you pretty well know what's going to happen and, yeah. and you just kind of watching it unfold. But this, but you, any second, 
something's going to shock you. And I guess that's what keeps you watching the darn thing. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and the thing is, I, I, you know, I liken it to NASCAR. There was a time when people said, who's going to watch cars drive around in circles for three yeah. hours? Mm-hmm. Well, you know what? I, you sit there because you don't know what's going to happen, and it's the same thing. And certain lakes set up better. I mean, certainly uh, at Okeechobee, when you have that a flipping tournament or a lot of guys that are fishing and there's that possibility of an eight-pound bass at any particular point in time and uh, the excitement of, of that you know that type of fishing. And that's what we're going to see at Conroe as the Classic goes to uh, Texas for only the second time ever. Of course, it was uh, 1979 when Hank Parker won at Texoma. But this is a tournament, I think, that sets up really, really well for live coverage because of the nature of that lake in the spring. Uh, absolutely. And, and again, it's going to be one of them things where you never know what's going to happen. And and we are going to see some uh, a few big bass. And, and you know, I, I hate to go out on a limb like that because you don't know what the weather's going to be and one thing or another. But if, if things are just halfway decent, we're going to see some some 10 plus pound fish come in and we've never seen that before and we're going to see one live yeah. i'm predicting i'm going way out on the limb <laughs> i'm going to say that we're going to see a 10 pounder go out live better be in the right boat then at the right time but uh, certainly that uh, that that can't happen there now i i heard there was a rumor that you wanted the guys to haul the fish up to bush stadium and weigh in up there at your beloved home of the st louis cardinals but you settled on uh houston's minute Maid park which is only 45 <laughs> minutes from the lake i don't I don't know if that's hey, true or not. Hey, listen, hey, I know my time is short, and I got a lot of things to tell you. But I threw out a a, a ball at Houston at uh, the Astros game yeah, throughout the first pitch uh, back last summer, and and they were playing the Cardinals, and I kiddingly said to the uh, the Houston folks. Uh, you think they'd mind if I threw that out to Yadi and Molina? And they, they said, oh, no, that would be. And I was, oh, I was just kidding. I was just kidding. That's funny. But, uh, yeah, I, I hadn't thought about taking them to St. Louis. We may, we may back up here and think about that. Tom. Well, this is, it's going to be a spectacle. There's no question. Weighing, you know, weighing in at Minute Maid Park, uh, the, the expo that will be taking place uh, uh, as well. Just talk about how excited you are to bring the classic to Houston. Well, let me tell you, uh, I think that this will be a classic, a classic classic. Mm. Uh, I, I don't, I, I think this will be the biggest event that there's ever been held in fishing. And, and I think that it's going to do wonders for our sport. Uh, not, you know, and I'm, I'm not, I'm seriously not pushing bass here. I'm saying this is going to do great things for everybody associated with bass fishing. But just think, we're going to weigh our fish in in the Major League Baseball Park. Our weigh-in stand will be on the infield of the, of the, uh, of the, where the Astros play, where everybody, where mm-hmm. all the big boys play. And I just think that's an amazing thing for our, for our sport. And, um, the expo will be the largest we've we've ever had, and the uh, the things we've done around this particular classic that are for uh, youth is just going to be amazing. Uh, we have so much going on there. Hey, and the neat thing about it is, it's all 
in walking distance. You yeah. can walk from the from the ballpark to the expo, and and, and everything is right. And the hotels are right down there. Yeah, I'm sure the traffic in Houston will be a uh, a little different than what we're used to. But man, when you once you get to where you're going, you got it made. You can just yeah. just park your car and leave it. So uh, we've got uh, great things coming. Yeah, yeah, we've got about three weeks until the tournament. So let's make sure we visit again in a couple of weeks and 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 expand on some of the things that are going on there. I really appreciate you taking the time uh, to join us here. Inaugural edition of Bassmaster Radio. Jerry McKinnis has been with us. Jerry, I appreciate you. Thank thank you. Oh gosh. Thank you so much, and and best of luck to you. All right. Thank you. Okay, so that was Jerry McInnes then, all right? And uh, best of luck to you. He didn't think this would last 100 shows. He probably thought it'd last like eight shows, and that would be the end of it. But we're not. We're, we're 100 shows, and we're, we're here at this point in time. And, of course, that was before the Lake Conroe Bassmaster Classic uh, as well. So coming up next, Jerry McInnes now. I mean, just think about everything that's happened in just the two short years since uh, Bassmaster Radio has been launched. Well, we'll get caught up with him. We'll get his thoughts on what he thinks about the upcoming Elite Series as well as we get ready to launch another year of Elites and um, something that has never happened before, the expansion of Bassmaster Live now into four full days of coverage and uh, all of the other coverage that is going on with Bassmaster and the Elite Series as well. Jerry McKinnis now next right here on Bassmaster Radio and a Bassmaster Radio Network. This is Bassmaster Radio. The fish are in the live well, and we're heading for the dock. Now, back to Tom Abraham. And welcome back, Bassmaster Radio on the Bassmaster Radio Network. Now we move forward. Okay, you just heard from Jerry McInnes, episode one of Bassmaster Radio. And uh, lo and behold, we get him here live uh, for episode 100. And he joins us uh, once again. Uh, Jerry, welcome back to the show. How are you? Well, I'm just fine. I'm I'm a little chilly up here on <laughs> up in the Arkansas Ozarks right now because yeah. we really had a blast of winter. But that, that's 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 okay with me. Everything is just fine. Well, as people are listening to this, I'm actually fishing the uh, Bassmaster Eastern Open on Harris Chain, and if the yeah. uh, if the forecast was correct, it's 58 degrees while I'm out there fishing today. So you know, uh, oh golly, it's cold for Florida. You well, know, it's been in the 70s and you know how them florida bass react when the weather gets uh when the weather goes sideways yeah i'll tell you what uh i i'd almost rather be in my part of the country with it being 15 degrees like it is right now than be down there where you're at and it's 55 degrees yeah. so yeah, yeah. oh that's that's too bad but it'll warm up i bet a few of them will bite yeah 15 degrees in front of a big roaring fire in arkansas is a lot warmer than 55 degrees running at <laughs> 60 miles an hour 70 miles an hour in the harris chain so uh well i'll say yeah. i'll say um episode 100 of bassmaster radio it only took us a couple of years to get there because we do 52 episodes a year i mean we're just knocking them out like crazy i was trying to research though how many episodes of the fishing hole you did in 44 years i i, I can't oh. find it do you, do you have any idea how many episodes you did well you know what i did i i did but i don't know what the figure is right now but it was scary i, yeah. I was like holy smoke and, and you know the the 
Well, one thing about it was, uh, of course, I did it for uh, 17, 18 years before ESPN came along. Right. So, um, and and some of those years, I was doing a show every week. Yeah. And then when I started at, at the ESPN, the show was an hour long. We did it for 52 weeks, and they came to me and they said, you know, that's really too many. Uh, This next season, let's do 26 weeks of one-hour programming, which I thought was a godsend. However, they they them right back up next to the 52 that I just finished. So I actually did a year and a half in a row as an hour-long show. I don't know how I got through that, but I can't answer the question that... that you're asking me how many episodes I have have I done, uh, but at one time I did figure it up, and boy, it was a lot of them. I didn't realize you did it weekly. I mean that that's incredible because a lot of guys, you know, our buddies Mark Zona and and uh, you know and Dave Mercer yeah, and all the other guys, they do thirteen they do. shows. You know, they're done. They they record and they're done. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Well, at, at, at the time I was doing this. There just wasn't any other programming on. When I started, right. there was a couple of there was a couple of shows going, and uh, but but nothing nationwide. And I guess the only guy who was on the air at that time was uh, Gadabout Gaddis, if yeah. you remember him. Uh, and so I was I was kind of uh, talk about a, a uh, cutting a, a path through the timber. <laughs> I guess that's what I was doing was cutting a path. Yeah, uh, Jerry McKinnis says if I have to introduce. Do some with that voice, uh, our guest here on the 100th episode. And man, so much has happened in just the two years since we talked to you on opening uh, the opening show. You are now moved into a minority position. You still are an owner in, in uh, BASS, but the Anderson family has has taken that uh, that majority position. And um, and so much went on this past fall, and there's so much excitement for what's going to happen with the Elite Series that begins here in just a couple of weeks, and all of the added TV coverage. This is going to be the most coverage the Bassmasters have ever had on all of their platforms of TV, and it's, uh, of course, all of it produced by uh, JM Associates as well. But, uh, it, you know, it, it really is exciting what's going on now in the, in the industry. Yeah, it's... It absolutely is, and like you say, I'm not uh, I'm not in the same position that I was uh, several years ago, but but my heart is still in this. My heart and passion will always be with with uh, the organization, and it will always be with the sport. So, man, I'm uh, uh, although I'm. Uh, in a different spot right now, my the, the uh, mentally I'm right in the middle of it, and it is exciting. And and uh, you know some some parts of the change have been disappointing, but big picture is, gosh, this this is fabulous for the sport. And you know, as far as uh, BASS goes, we got a bunch of new anglers coming in, and they started coming in actually two or three years ago, maybe three or four years ago. Right. And, uh, you know, they were qualifying through our opens, some coming in from college one way or another. And, and I, I kind of backed off, and, of course, I was right in the middle of ownership at that point. Right. But I kind of backed off a little bit, and I watched these guys. And I thought, holy cow, 
these guys are really good anglers and they started proving it for the most part i thought they were i thought that was fantastic and i didn't know what was going to happen to them all because i could see that back there in the opens there was some dang good anglers and there was no place for them yeah and so so now suddenly the whole sport expands and now there's a place for them and so they come into uh, bass and of course they're all lined up and ready to start fishing uh right away now and P- and and i have heard some people talk about oh my goodness it'll it'll certainly be diluted well it will not be diluted no. i'm telling you what these these kids and and, and obviously they aren't all kids but uh, these newcomers uh, are going to hold their own and a year, a year and a half, there's going to be some names pop up, new names, new stars. And, and golly, that's just got to be great for the sport. It just has to be. Don't you agree? I agree 100%. And that was my takeaway from fishing the Eastern Opens for the first time last year was that, oh, my goodness, look how many guys. There's 200 guys in those tournaments. Some of them are elite guys. Some of them are guys uh, from the FLW Tour. But I look at these guys and I'm like, how many guys out there that can compete at this level? I mean, sure, you know, we got to know all those familiar names over the last few years, but that's because they were the ones that were in the spotlight and getting all the coverage. Now we get this new group of guys, some guys that obviously that we know, the John Cruz, the Keith Combs, and the others that are Jay Ellis, you know, these other guys that are that are in there. But all of these other guys that come in there, they're now going to get this coverage, more coverage than ever from Bass. And, and, and look, they're going to be household names because that's what – that's what happens absolutely. here because they can all fish. Man, you know it. I know yeah. it. They can all fish. Yeah, yeah absolutely. You, you know, we're going to go to our first tournament. And we're probably going to have a winner, and somebody's going to say that. Yeah. <laughs> Right, right. But six months from now, they'll be saying, that guy won again? Yeah. Well, you know, our first, first tournament's at the St. John's River. It could be Rick Clun again. We won't have to say who's yeah, that. It could be. That's it could right. be that old man. You know? is. Wouldn't that be something? Uh, Jerry McKinnis with us here, episode 100. Now, one of the things, too, some people may not know this. You were involved in starting the FLW Tour through ESPN because they needed alternative uh, outdoor programming. So you've kind of seen this whole thing before where the sport grows, where there's multiple tours and so on. And as you said, it's really been great for professional fishing overall, wouldn't you think? Oh, absolutely. Look how much the FLW Tour did for 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 fishing as a whole, but yeah. for, it, it jumped in there, and, and quite honestly, we started doing some pretty dynamite things over there at the FLW, at the FLW with uh, uh, television-wise and with the connections we had with ESPN and so on, and <clears throat> Like I say, quite honestly, we pushed the others to get better. Right. they they had to because uh, th- this was better stuff, and and so now it's a, you're you're exactly right. I, I, it's there's a little bit of of uh, of I've already been there at that yeah. spot. Well, would <laughs> you say right now? Would you say the biggest change that you've seen over the, the fifty years? And of course, we just had the fiftieth anniversary last year. I think everybody associated with that dot com magazine, everybody did a wonderful job with the fiftieth year, fiftieth anniversary, and of course next year we'll have the 50th Bassmaster Classic. 
But would you say the biggest change has been the fact that we have these guys, these high school, and, and Bass is the one that's really got the market cornered on it, but the, the high school tournaments and the college tour, tours, these guys come out. Now, it used to be you go and do a job, you make enough money where you can get a boat and go out there and fish the tour when you're in your 40s. Now, these guys come right out of college fishing. They know nothing else other than to be you know a professional fisherman. Well, you you said that you said it when when you said isn't that about the biggest change that there's been? Can you imagine ten or fifteen years ago uh, this going on with college kids and high school kids? No way. We we just had no. We had. I can't even remember ESPN asking us to produce a show based around college bass fishermen. Yeah. And we had a we had a make up a team. Uh, I mean, we we couldn't just go to uh, uh, Illinois University and say, send us your team. There was no such thing. So we made up a couple of teams uh, uh, from a, a couple of different schools and, and, and you know, put on, a, put on an event. Yeah. And now, look, my gosh, <laughs> there are hundreds of of high school fishing teams and and these these kids are really good and technology wise they may be better than what we got going on right now and yeah. and just look just look what's ahead for for all this so the the changes through the 50 50 years has in in many instances have been so small and gradual and you do and you don't even notice that they were changes but not with the high school and the college kids boy that's a that's just a bolt that everybody is aware of and and that uh and now i'm looking back again saying where are we going to put all these things? Yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> Just a minute and a half left here with uh, with Jerry McKinnis. But uh, finally, your son, Mike McKinnis, uh, you know, producing uh, Bassmaster Live and the Bassmasters and with all the additional coverage and, man, uh, you know, cameras in all 10 boats on, on Championship Sunday, uh, drones all over the place flying over, you know, giving that live coverage. What a great job Mike and his crew have done at JM to, to produce that kind of live coverage now for bass uh, for professional bass fishing. Well, you know, I, I really appreciate you saying that uh, because it is it is amazing, and I, and I would you know in Mike's case, I would like to say, well, he's just kind of taken after his old man. No, Mike, <laughs> Mike is smarter and better at all this kind of stuff than I am, and uh, I'm I'm really proud of him. He does have his hands full right now. But I guarantee you he's going to be, do a good job. And Tommy Sanders, oh, who's kind of the kind of the foundation of all that, the most underappreciated talent in the world. I'm I'm telling you, uh, him and Zona and Davy and everyone they got going down there. It's it's a. Uh, going to be a really fun year, isn't it? Yeah, it's going to be fantastic. Jerry McInnes has been our guest. Help us commemorate episode 100 like he did on episode one. Jerry, I appreciate hey, you so much. Congratulations you. to you, by the way, too. I, we appreciate all the great work you've done, and you told me, you, you're telling me this is the 100th show. 100. Man, did it go by in a hurry. Yeah, it sure did. I'm looking for, I can't wait for 300. You know, we'll get there, God willing. Uh, you know, <laughs> that'll happen. Alright, uh, Jerry, I appreciate you so much, and uh, Stay warm in front of that fire in Arkansas. Okay, thank you. All right, thank you. All, All right. right.
There you go, Jerry McKinnis. All right, we'll come back and wrap it up next right here on Bassmaster Radio on the Bassmaster Radio Network. This is Bassmaster Radio. The fish are in the live well, and we're heading for the dock. Now, back to Tom Abraham. Final segment of Bassmaster Radio, and as we add all this show back to the dock, let's take a look at some news and notes from around the pond. As you listen to this now, I may or may not have made a check at the BassPro.com Eastern Open on the Harris Chain. Going to have to tune in next week to find out, and more importantly, hear from our pro champ. But now is the time to begin making plans to attend the 2019 Geico Bassmaster Classic presented by Dick Sporting Goods in Knoxville. That's coming up March 15th through 17th. Now, Bass Nation lifetime members can get their credentials now at Bassmaster.com for what should be an extraordinary classic. Takeoffs will happen each morning from right in downtown Knoxville, right on the Tennessee River, in the shadow of Neyland Stadium with tremendous vantage points throughout the area. The weigh-ins will be at the Thompson Bowling Arena on the campus of the University of Tennessee, just minutes from the ramps. Of course, the Classic Expo is a bucket list thing for all outdoorsmen and will take place at the convention center on the site of the World's Fair. You are not going to want to miss this one. Enter now at Bassmaster.com and click on Sweepstakes for your chance to fish with Chris and Trade Zeldane next summer on the St. Lawrence River for Giant Smallmouth. The winner gets round-trip airfare, three nights hotel accommodations, a rental car, and $500 spending money, plus a prize package including a Skeeter ZX-190 with a Yamaha 150 with two Hummingbird Helix 10 fish finders and gear from Sportsman Warehouse, Seaguar, Megabass, Santone, and Trocar. Enter now at Bassmaster.com forward slash sweepstakes. Let's take a look at the upcoming tournament schedule. The Bassmaster Elite at the St. John's River will get things started for the Elites coming up February 7th through 10th, and then they'll turn around and head north right off the bat for the Bassmaster Elite at Lake Lanier. That one is February 14th through 17th. The BassPro.com Central Open gets started at Toledo Bend coming up February 20th through 22nd. Now, if you are interested in having a front row seat to an elite event, priority registration is now open for the Bassmaster Marshall Program. Just visit Bassmaster.com forward slash elite for more information. Now, remember, if you missed any of this week's show, it's always just a click away at Bassmaster.com forward slash radio, or just hit the home button and click on Bassmaster Radio. Plus, if you have any questions or a guest you'd like to hear or a technique featured in our technique of the week, just tweet it to us at Bassmaster and use the hashtag Bass Radio. Or hit the Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash B-A-S-S and leave us a comment. So until next time, keep those lines tight and that's heavy. I'm Tom Abraham, and this has been Bassmaster Radio on the Bassmaster Radio Network. 